Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. It's time for the Round Table with Round Daddy. Hey, Round Daddy. The Round Table with Round Daddy. Me, James Strebel, Big Daddy. With your host, James Strebel. Hey, Round Daddy, James Strebel. Gotcha. On ESPN 680 and 105.7. All right, Wildcats fans, uh, it was not the outcome that we wanted. It was a rough one today in South Carolina. The Cats only score 62 points uh, en route to losing 79-62 to at South Carolina. This is the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife UK basketball postgame show. I am Mike Gandolfo. It's a great lesson for us. It's a great lesson for a young team. Good evening and welcome into your Coors Light Louisville basketball postgame show. I'm Ethan Moore. The cards fall yet again this season, 83-69 to to Duke. And the losses are piling up and it's almost hard to keep track of them yet again. I thought that uh, we showed our growth. Um, we've shown that at times we can play with a team like Duke. Who's looming over your shoulder over there? I see Mark Blankenbaker back there looking good. He's he's crowing too like a gamecock. How about no, that? No, make it stop. <laughs> it's the round table here on ESPN 680-1057. Anna Trillo in the studio with yo, me. Yo. Let's go, Anna. James Black looking dapper in his vest today. I'm James Wearing blue, baby. He's got that blue on today. On. How about that? Look at looking blue over there, James. I, I like it a lot. I think that color is very becoming. I think it suits him. It does suit yeah. him. Yes, keep yes. It up. Things keep going this way. It might. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, we'll get we'll get into Louisville. Obviously, uh, there's not as look. I, I, it, it's the round table here. Four three seven nine six eighty UPS jobs text line. Busy, busy show today. Uh, David Sisk from Rivals Cats Illustrated. He'll join us at three thirty. Uh, for about 15 minutes or so. My man's busy, so uh, he didn't have a ton of time, but he did carve out some time for us today. Uh, I want to get his thoughts on some of the issues plaguing Kentucky. So we'll talk to him. Four o'clock, our usual time with Kendrick Haskins on a Wednesday. Looking forward to that. 4.30, weird Wednesday. Uh, And and a a pretty good one, I think. I I read an article uh, that kind of made me look at the, the the phenomenon a little differently okay. looking through the eyes of somebody else and I, okay. I'm interested in this conversation I have some sound uh, I sent James too about uh, Neil oh. Armstrong meeting reptilians on the moon uh, I was just trying to explain to my mom last night what reptilians are and I really? sounded like a lunatic <laughs> that is, she was know like what? please this don't stay at this house it very well <laughs> yeah, I, I love you know what I'm trying to explain, explain to my sister-in-law and my mom and they're both just like uh. I, no, 
the show's done. Like, I, like I'm done because I'm so happy that Anna Turillo said there with her sweet mother. And my sister-in-law. And her sister-in-law tried to explain to, to them what reptilians are. last night. At 10.30, after the cats lose yeah. and look awful while doing it, and trying to explain what reptilians are. That makes they, me eternally they happy. just looking at me, and I was like, okay, good night, guys. <laughs> See you later. I'm sorry. Our, me- our meeting broke, and I was dubbing the sound without headphones, and no one knew what I was recording. <laughs> they had another meeting about you after they, that. Yeah, exactly. They were like, they had, the, they had the station meeting today. HR was calling. And then, <laughs> then Drew pulls James to the side. James, are you okay? Is everything okay? The guy was, he was describing reptilians. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I expect that from Zach Cantrell, but not from uh, you. And I'm laughing too. When I saw your tweet um, previewing the show, you said, what was that in Colombia? And I'm thinking it's Weird Wednesday. So I thought it was like an alien sighting in the right. country of Columbia. You make Kentucky basketball in South Carolina. Yeah. So I was searching on Twitter. I was like, UFO sightings, Columbia. Oh, Stop it, James. James. Look, Knock it off. We'll talk a little bit about Louisville, but it, you know, as, as we said on the show, you know, a hundred times, what else is there to say about the Louisville Cardinals? Well, you will, we'll get into them a little bit here, but the, but the main story is uh, Kentucky. <sighs> and I know, I know, Anna. I'm it turning was, into S. Big S. But it was one of those performances where, you know, all, all of the goodwill, all of the joy, the celebration, the number six ranking, the, you know, Gary Parrish and multiple CBS analysts going on record saying Kentucky is the pick for my pick for Final Four. Uh, and then, you know, you get, I, I'm blaming it on Doug Gottlieb. I just want you to know I'm blaming That's the easy way out. It, of course it's the easy way out. I gotta take the easy way out. I'm kidding, of course, allegedly a little bit. But no, Doug Gottlieb said he he put all of his chips in on Kentucky winning the national championship. And as soon as that happens, of course Doug Gottlieb ruins it all. Can't he be trusted. He ruined everything at uh where was he? Oh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah. <laughs> then, then he's okay at Oklahoma State. No 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 uh felonies no, there. No grand larceny. <laughs> no grand larceny at Oklahoma State. But, of course, Doug Gottlieb had to buy into the Cats, and as soon as he did that, it's over with. So it's not over with, but look, you, you get it. It was it was not a good night, Anna. And as I'm sitting at a uh, a high school basketball gym last night with with my my kiddos, and actually they they're not sitting with me; they're sitting with their friends, of course. <laughs> you know, like I'm, you know, it's, like, who's that man in the bleachers? It, well, okay, so just real quick, you'll like this before we get into the Kentucky stuff. It has something to do with the Kentucky stuff. So I get there. And Kellen's already there because I had one of his friend's dads. He he's like, hey, you know, I could take Kellen. You know, we'll meet you because he knows I have the sh- I have the mm-hmm. show. So get there. I, I'm already to the Kellen's already the age where like if I'm there and his friends are around, I'm secondary you are or nothing. even third, yeah, yeah, or nothing at all. And so I'm used to that by now. Getting snubbed and getting snubbed, which I'm fine with. I can understand. He's in middle school. Like, yeah. I, I get it. That's when I started to snub my parents too. <laughs> and so I'm used to that. What I wasn't used to was Wyatt's reaction. Oh no! So, yes, this no. this broke this broke my heart. So I'm sitting there, uh, you know, I'm not sitting by myself because <laughs> there's other parents that I know around me. We're kind of chit chatting and everything, yeah. but I'm watching my phone because I'm like looking for the Kentucky stuff. Yeah, and the game hadn't started at this point yet. But anyway, 
Wyatt comes with another friend and his friend's mom. Uh-huh. And so they, so I watch him walk into the gym door. So I'm expecting him to like run up to me. Dad. and Because that's how he is. Yeah. He's like, dad, gives me a hug and all this oh. stuff. And so I look up. I have a big smile on my face, Anna. Don't, don't cry. It's okay. <laughs> a big smile on my face. And I wave, expecting him to wave back and like run up to me and at least check in with me. He looks at me. Does the head nod? No, and then runs up to Kellen and all his friends. No, and just leave. Like, I would have been shattered. It was a moment. I, I would have cried in the club. I texted Corey and I was like, "Why didn't say hello to me?" <laughs> what did she say? She was like, "Well, he's growing up." <laughs> Corey, no. Yeah, I was like, "Don't let him." Yeah, she's like, he's trying to look cool in front of his. That's bro- true. His older, his older brother's, brother's friends. friends. Yeah, his older yes. brother's friends. Well, thank goodness so, you have Reed. You yeah. got another one coming up. He's I've got give Reed. You the big hugs. Hello. Just does exactly. Abby snub you yet? Did she diss uh, you yet? Yeah, she's she's yeah. she started dissing me before Wyatt did. This is the first diss I've gotten no, from Wyatt. So uh, this yeah. Is sad. It was sad. So all my kids are dissing me and they're growing up. I'm no longer cool. But like you said, I have Reed, have Reed. who in about a year or two will think I'm the greatest person yeah, to ever walk the planet. You can indoctrinate. That's what happens when they're little. Yeah. They think that you're the best. Yeah. And then the older they get, they, they think you're the worst. <laughs> and then they come back around. They do. And then they, they think do. you're the best again. But so I'm sitting in this gym. And I'm watching the Kentucky game on my phone. Oh God! So some of the dads around me, they were they were like, "Don't tell me the score. Don't tell me the score. I want to watch it when I get home. I'm recording it." I've been like, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there, and I just have a look on my face. I'm like, mm. and he's like, "Is it bad?" And at this point, it wasn't bad yet. Yeah, it, it was the so first like, half. First half of the first exactly half. when they're down like six. Yeah, and I'm like. Like nice, I said it's not bad. I said, but it's not good. The writing was on the wall. And he goes, oh, he goes, oh bleep. He's like, okay, just tell me what the score is. Uh-huh. And it, it was like twenty. It was like twenty five nineteen. Yeah, something like that. Like so, I told him, and he was like, are you kidding me? I was like, no. I was like, we can't score. Like Antonio nope. Reeves isn't hitting shots. He's like, well, what about Big Z? I was like, he has one point. One point. And then he's like, he's like, oh hell, he's like, I'm leaving. And so he gets his kids and he leaves. <laughs> this is a national emergency. Yeah. So he's like, he gets, and then other dads around me are like, is it really? They're, they're losing. Then halftime comes around. They're down eight and a half. They're like, then all the dads got up. We're like, come on, let's we go. Gotta go. We, we gotta, gotta go. go. We gotta, gotta go. Get we gotta here. go. We gotta so, change the vibe. We gotta get home. Exactly. This wasn't working. We all got home. Watch the second half, and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse, Anna. And I know the defense is the hot topic. Uh, Oh, to me, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Defense, horrific, atrocious. We're used to that. We can get uh, into it more in a little bit. But offensively was the more frustrating part when you've been so good. Mm -hmm. And to me, it all comes down to it's just frustration for me with with Calipari and how stubborn he is and this random thing that he that's what he calls their offense it's random well mm-hmm. when you're not scoring and you don't have any consistency to depend on when you need to get a few quick buckets it's not working for you when you can't control the tempo right um, and just all the lineups and it's to me it was the same old Calipari being stubborn um just stubborn in the way that it makes him seem stupid a lot of the time. It was the first time this season that a couple of things occurred to me. Um, they, they not really occurred to me, but that I, that I that I felt mm-hmm. because I, you know most of the season they hit little rough patches and they get out of it. Even like the loss to Texas A&M didn't bother me. Yeah, it was overtime. It was on the road. Texas A&M was desperate. Yeah, uh, it was one of those things where kind of like you, you kind of prepped yourself as lost. UNC Wilmington was one of those things like you know it happens sometimes. Uh-huh. It, it, you know they had their chance to win. DJ Wagner didn't play. It was Aaron Bradshaw's like first real game back kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
and then the other uh, the other loss was Kansas, and everyone can you know understand oh, yeah. Kansas. They were in the game; they were competitive. This was the first time that I was sitting there watching this team man, and watching Cal Perry, and I thought they are not in this. They're not. They they are not focused. They have no interest in running anything mm-hmm. offensively. They have no interest in defending anything at all. Yeah. Uh, I know Rob Dillingham, you know, scored more than he had the, he had the most points on the team, but he was freelancing all over the place. A liability on defense. DJ Terrible on Wagner defense. Wagner is horrific on defense. Cannot stay with his main mm-hmm. messes up the switches. It is so bad because they've really probably never had to play much defense. But they're no. so undisciplined. They're so bad. Yes. Assists were horrible. They had seven assists. South Carolina had 20. I think they um, had like two assists in the second half or something yeah, crazy like that. Yeah, cannot control tempo. And then Reeves is really your only guy who can score in the second half, and you take him out. Yeah. What are you doing? Took him out. This whole, we got to give everybody a chance. We got to keep giving Justin Edwards a chance. Well, you yeah. are hurting your team. They can't get consistent with who is in there. The lineups with each other hurts on offense, really hurts on defense. Yeah. With your switches, whatever you're playing, what kind of defense you're playing. It, Cal just, you know, he likes to think that that's his, you know, Matt, that's his talent is getting these lineups together, getting everybody to gel. But it's two hands off. There, You need mm. a leader. You need, a, and anything goes out of the Aduthiero injury. He's telling you he's not playing what yeah. are you talking well, or even that great video we saw of Cal in the lineup and Trey uh, in the huddle this was last game and Trey Mitchell spoke up and said hey I forgot who he was talking about somebody on the team they were like after this happens he's this guy's wide open and Cal just erases his little you know his clipboard <laughs> thing and says okay let's do that what <laughs> are you kidding me right. what what are you doing? Yeah. It's too, the whole, the fact that he calls the offense random. Yeah, it is random. That's why you can't get any points because no one knows what to do. Yeah. Well, in, in, a, in a situation like that, where the defense is so disciplined and physical mm-hmm. with South Carolina. Yeah. It, you, you can't, you can't just say, okay, it's random. Take what they give you. We take what they give you. They weren't giving you. They're not, any, giving, you they're not giving you anything. Yeah. And they scored a season season low, a half a half low for the season twenty five points. When they had twenty five points at half, that's when I was like, okay, this this, this is this is fresh. this is trouble. Yeah. yeah. There, there's trouble here. I mean, you you can't. I mean, just calling some guys out here. You can't have a game where Reed Shepard gets three points and is not he effective so at all. He was bad. so bad. He looked like a freshman. For the first time this year, he looked like a freshman. He was so bad. Aaron Bradshaw, he had eight rebounds, but, I mean, he only two or three of the field. It's like they took away Aaron Bradshaw. They took away Reed Shepard. They took away Zvon Vesic. They took away DJ Wagner. They took away, like, we. the narrative of this team has been, Anna, throughout the entire year. Has been okay if Reeves isn't hitting, Shepard will hit. Mm-hmm. If Shepard's not hitting, Wagner will hit. If Wagner's not hitting, Dillingham will hit. It's like somebody, some combination, Trey Mitchell, some combination of player players were going to go out there and they'll figure it out. They'll be fine because they're so prolific on offense. Mm-hmm. And that did not happen last night. And Cal even said after the game, this gives this gives other teams a blueprint oh. now on how to beat As us. As if we didn't all know, put them in the half court. They can't do anything. They're, whether it's a simple or you know more sophisticated scheme, just have something 
That takes the pressure off of all your players. If you draw it up, you've practiced it, you know how to get a few quick, easy buckets, then you can let them loose again, let them do what they do, let, you know, take the what freelance or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You could do that. But he never does that. It drives me absolutely nuts. And there was, I think, uh, Dane Bradshaw on the broadcast, he was talking about uh, South Carolina's coach and he said, you know, we, if there, if we have 75% of the talent that another team has, I expect us to win that game. And yeah. I love that mentality. Yeah, absolutely. The talent that Kentucky has on offense that you can't do anything with it, much less how they were out coached on every um, under the basket out of bounds play. Is oh, it was embarrassing. embarrassing. I mean, every, every play they drew up out of bounds under the basket, they scored. And it just brought home this fact, Anna, and I don't know if you've thought about this or not, but the South Carolina Athletics owns Kentucky right now, and it makes me sick. Oh, I mean, no. they, they do. I mean, That's Shane Beamer beat them two years in a row. Lamont Paris, who now I think's a good coach. Like I think that dude's a good coach. He's sixteen and three, six and two, or four and two in the conference. Had the same record as Kentucky in the conference. Uh, you know that team was horrific before. They were bad last year, but they still beat Kentucky. Yeah. They popped up every once in a while, and now this year they're a much better team. Like that dude's a good coach. Yeah. But so you lose two in a row to Shane Beamer. You lose two in a row to Lamont Paris and South Carolina. And I don't know how many years in a row they've lost to Don Staley. I have a, a million. Oh, I mean, they, 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 they kill. I mean, every time they play Kentucky, it's named it's the margin, named bath. the score. So it's, it really, it's like out of all schools, that garnet and black, ugly, blech, just sandstorm, uh, sandstorm that damn rooster. Ah! I hate all, it. I, like, everything about it, it's just gross. They like, are my least I think Tennessee is my least favorite in the SEC than South yes. Carolina is getting right there because it's their They're attitude. Close. It's their attitude. Yeah, yeah. It's the fan base attitude. Oh, they rush the court, which again, that's what fans do, but it's like they won't. That I hate to sound like a broken record. I hate to sound like John Calipari, especially when we're kind of criticizing what he did last night. But I mean, that's the only time the that building will be like that all season. For sure. And Kentucky's got to get over that because it's going to be like that again Saturday. And it's not an excuse. It's not an, no, it's not an excuse to Arkansas. In Arkansas is 10 and eight. Mm-hmm. They're 10 and eight. They stink. God must bless. Like they're no. off the bubble. Like mm-hmm. their bubbles burst right yeah, now. It's gone. They're desperate. This will be the third road game in a row where they face a desperate team. A&M was desperate. They win in overtime. Mm-hmm. South Carolina's, I wouldn't call them desperate, they, but they want to make a statement because we talked about it yesterday with Jack. Like their, their schedule stinks. Yeah. Like they did, they had no wins of real consequence on their schedule. So they wanted to prove a point last night. And they did it. They proved a point. It's one of the few opportunities they get to do it. Yeah. And Arkansas, Arkansas hates Kentucky anyway. Oh. And that, that building's, it's a good place to, to, to yeah, that's great a good, it's a great, great uh, basketball venue, no matter if it's Kentucky or whoever in there, mm-hmm. those fans show up. That place is going to be nuts on Saturday. Saturday. So if they look, they got to learn fast. They got to learn from this and stick with it fast because it's not like they have you know a home game against Vanderbilt coming up, or they have uh, you know Radford or some team mm-hmm. at home. They got to go on the road to face a team that's in desperation mode, just like these uh, these other two teams we just talked about, and they have got to be ready. Yep, SEC is eating them up. Corey uh, Price had a great stat here. Uh, he tweeted, he said, "This is the 91st season that Kentucky has played in the SEC. This is." the first time ever that Kentucky has allowed at least 77 points in each of their first six SEC games of the season. Wow. So get out of here with wow. every team Super Bowl. They go out, out of their minds against us. No, I think you people are scoring like that at home. At defense. Yeah, yeah. And I will ask David Sisk about that here uh, in about uh, 10 minutes or so. And then in the, in the five o'clock segment, I have some, 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 some records and numbers that we'll look at with Kentucky in the SEC and then how they fare within, you know, last few years. Uh, uh, anyway, well, before we take 
take a break here, read a couple texts. Uh, I mean, Louisville did play last night. <laughs> they did. They, they did. Like, they... they <laughs> God bless Zane Payne. I'll, I'll just say, like, like the scapegoat. Like he, well, he he was, but I think he he went in for like two, three minute stretches mm-hmm. instead of starting and playing like these chunk minutes. He played sporadically. Yeah, I think Louisville fans felt bad for crushing him the for way they did him. over <laughs> for bully out cyber bullying cyber him bullying. over the weekend. And so he'd come in, and it was kind of like, well, he's not playing that bad. Like Zan's not too bad. Good job, Zan. Good job, Zan. And so they're like, you know, it's not his fault. His dad's a terrible coach. It's, yeah. not, it's not Zan's fault. So I thought that was delightful. But th- something about Louisville, and then again, we won't have to talk too much Louisville. We'll get to some Kitty Payne and Cal Perry sound later. Uh, but. It, Every single game, I feel like this is what happens. They get their doors blown off in the first half. And then like the first 10 minutes of the second half, they play like this team that was like competent and they're trying hard and they look good. And they cut the they cut Duke's lead to what? Three James at one point to three. Three. Mm -hmm. But I see it a little differently. I see the other team kind of lets up. I like that. Like, this is what it looks like. Yeah, and they turn it back on at the end, you know. And then, exactly. Then they figure it out. They're like, okay, God, just- it gets me every time because I think we got a chance. And then I see, you know, we're, <laughs> like we came back on North Carolina, and then you know. They lost by 15 or 13 or whatever it was. I think the same thing happened with Duke. They come back and, and Kyle Filipowski's missing threes. Uh, and and then he, he, you know, he looked frustrated out there last night. Mike James is doing his thing. Brandon Huntley Hatfield gets a double double. And I'm like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe they'll, they'll make John Shire sweat a little bit. They made him sweat a little bit, but then they extend the lead and it's over. Yeah, and man. like Kenny Payne, it's a bad night for me. And it was a bad it night a bad for me. Night. My nine year old. Yeah. My nine year old ignored me. John Shire won. <laughs> Kenny Payne let me down. I begged Kenny Payne. I even spelled out C A R D S cards yeah. yesterday. Come on, in, in a last for nothing. Yeah, for nothing, for no reason. Now that's safe forever. Now Justin and James can play that whenever they want. And what do I get out of it? I get nothing, nothing. out of it. Get nothing out of it. There's Bob. Are we We're quiet, Bob? Are we good for you, buddy? Are we in trouble, Bob? <laughs> Are we in trouble, Bob? Don't don't lecture me, Bob. Please, I'm sorry. Us, I'm sorry if I was loud. I apologize, Bob. I'm sorry. <laughs> I blame Anna. It's Anna's fault. It Bob, is it's Anna's fault. fault. <laughs> Screaming outside. It's, it's Anna's fault, Bob. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, I like it. <laughs> I love it. Sorry. I absolutely love yeah. it. I, I just, I, and Anna met Blanket Baker. I met Blank. She for met the first Blank time. for the first time yeah. ever. He busted in and was like, hey, Anna like, Trulo. Man, I was like, share. what's up, man? She didn't know who he was at first. That had to hurt right, a little bit. I'm sorry, but I was like, like I did. I played it cool. You're I like, like, oh, it's it real you. Cool. It's you. What's up, bro? It's you. How are you? She was like, I've heard a lot of nice things about you. And I, I heard that that was a lie in my head. <laughs> <laughs> did you pull the Vince Merrill? Did you say, hey, I know. Yeah, I want to be like you when I grow up. Yeah, hey. exactly. I just you taken smoothed a, it up. You should have taken a picture with him and did the Vince Merrill point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the big dog point. <laughs> <Let's> do that. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead. John anyway. Cal Perry's back. Oh, oh, oh man! I know Gandolfo. Back to his old Gandolfo was happy last night. I, I, he was. <laughs> I know. He, I heard him. He was. He, he was. He was rolling in it. And Zach kind of reminds me of Locke because he's not a UK fan. <laughs> no, no, he's not. No, Zach. Zach is not. Zach will crush if he needs to crush. He was last night. <laughs> oh, we know. <laughs> I know. Texter, uh, South Carolina made us look like a bunch of. Bees. Uh, yeah. I'll let you fill that in. Texter, UK's focus has been gone since Z stepped on the court. It's been a circus with wreck ball defense and freelancing selfish offense. There may be a little bit to that. They quit. It's like they quit playing 
in that Georgia game mm-hmm. and never got it re like yeah. like like refocused. geared up again, refocused. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, I, it does I, feel like they never hit like their game gear uh, in, against South Carolina. Like they, it just didn't feel like they even knew they were there. No, it, it, I, for the first like it time, I, I felt like they thought they were owed a win here. Yeah, because they're so good and they're getting all easy. this yeah. all this all this praise, praise and, and everything. And it yeah. got to their head for the first time. Uh, texture every defensive possession, guard gets beat off the dribble. Big slides over to help. Big gets beat off the dribble. Third <laughs> defender slides over to help. Uh, kick out with three with no one in the six feet of them. Oh yeah, no, that's that's a great that's a great summation of what goes on with this UK defense right now. I mean, there's they're moving all they're they're, they're so late to help, or they just get beat. Yeah. It, it always leaves somebody wide open. And, and I'm not here for the John Calipari, oh, you know, this team stinks when they shoot. I just knew they'd bank in threes. And then it's like, no, it's your team. It's your team. Def- it's Watch your Houston team. play defense and yeah. come back and talk to me about what a good team looks like. And he's like. had so many teams that have suffered offensively and were locked down defensively. It's it's flipped, and I'll get it. All right, we got to take a break so we get David Siskin here. Uh, and, and he's from Rivals. He'll be in with us next. We have sound. We want to play as the show goes on. Kendrick Haskins, 4 o'clock, Weird Wednesday, 4.30. Hey guys, uh, erectile dysfunction is a major problem uh, when it comes to your life and your relationship, but it's nothing to hang your head about or be upset about because there's a solution to your problem, okay? A solution to your problem. If your intimacy life is suffering, the bedroom is shut down, go to my friends at Tri-State Men's Health and their treatments will work when the pills or the herbals fail okay these treatments have a success rate well over 90 percent and some treatments can have you lasting over an hour you hear that guys it could be longer and better than it ever has before with tri-state men's health help and they'll give you a test dose in the office if that doesn't work your 99 dollars consultation visit is free if it doesn't work in the office 99 dollars consultation fee is waived it's free visit all the way that's how confident they are they can get you back in the bedroom performing better than ever asap that day that night call them today at 800-900-9654 800-900-9654 or visit them at tristatemenshealth.com taking care of your family isn't always easy so we make sure getting care when you need it is With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. You're listening to the Round Table with Round Daddy. Now here's Round Daddy, James Strebel. All right, welcome back to the show. David Sis going to join us for about ten or fifteen minutes or so. His hand is choking on her cookie over there. It was horrible timing. <laughs> Tonight, over on ESPN 680 1057. That's here, high school hour, 6 p.m. As soon as we're done, Louisville Sports Live, 7 
7 p.m. on 93.9 The Ville. So there you go. Okay, let's go ahead and get David Sisk on the line. Uh, David Sisk writes for Cats Illustrated, part of the Not Rivals Network. Also... David follows North Carolina and is, is just a great guy and a great mind for basketball. David, thank you so much for taking time out in your busy day to join us. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. No, thank you very much. The reason I wanted to have you on is because obviously I follow you on Twitter and yeah. you just you have some of the best threads uh, uh breaking down film breaking down plays and everything and so i wanted to get your thoughts on the defense and some of the other issues at south carolina yesterday because obviously uh that was a loss that i didn't see coming my co-host anna she didn't see that coming mm-hmm. uh were there signs david of something like this happening that we just didn't pick up on or or what exactly was the deal last night kentucky just gets absolutely hammered by the gamecocks well, the spread opened up at four, and I had a friend call me, and, and he said, why is it this close? And, um, I, you know, he thought about jumping all over Kentucky, and I'm like, man, just hold on. Uh, of course, tell you how smart <laughs> I was. Advice. I told him to take the over, so you saw how, you see how that went. <laughs> but, but, but um, you know, I'd been waiting, and I've said this, I wanted to see what Kentucky could do when they played a team that really stressed defense and slowed down the pace. And it was beginning to look like really nobody could do that. Like Kentucky just could fall out of bed and score 90. Mm-hmm. But it, it it doesn't work that way. And I was beginning to, to, to wonder and second-guess everything that, you know, I'd been taught about basketball and about sports in general. You know, that, hmm. you know, defense wins championships. <laughs> so yeah. I did kind of see it because not that they would lose, but I've just wondered – what would happen if they played a team that defended and slowed the ball down? And if you look at South Carolina, they're older, they're physical. I think they were like 17th in the country in points allowed per game, and they were like in the bottom 20 in pace of play. Mm-hmm. So everything that could give Kentucky problems a little bit on the offensive end, you know, South Carolina kind of brought to the table. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just a kind of like a perfect storm of, as you said, physicality, uh, age difference, and, and pace of play. And you're right. Like, I thought maybe Mississippi State could slow them down because Mississippi State has such a highly ranked defense. Uh, maybe Texas A&M could slow them down. Some I know Texas A&M won the game, but Kentucky was still able to score. Uh, but this was the first time that Kentucky wasn't allowed to do their thing on offense. And, you know, John Calipari, David, he's made some comments about how, you know, his his – offensive strategy is kind of like let them freelance let them kind of do their thing uh what did you see in the sets they ran offensively last night and and what made them so problematic and easy to stop for south carolina it was more like south carolina and i agree with you i think mississippi state's really the other team that they played that's really kind of geared toward defense but i thought they got too cute they kept changing up looks and i think they confused themselves and they ended up the second half really taking a lot of bad angles Mm-hmm. And I remember watching, just find something you can stick with with a game plan and stay with it and keep it basic. And I think that's what South Carolina did. So I think they had a basic strategy. And that was, okay, we are not going to let Antonio Reeves, DJ Wagner, or uh, Rob Dillingham beat us. We're, 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 we're not going to give the bigs any respect. We'll let Brad Shaw and, and, and you got and those guys do whatever they want to do. We're really not going to guard Justin Edwards. Uh, we, we're going to we're going to double the ball. We're going to trap hard on every ball screen. We're going to leave. We're not going to guard the center. 
We're going to lead him back under the rim, the defensive player, and we're just going to swarm. We're not going to leave Dillingham, and we're not going to leave Reeves, and we're going to swarm the ball handler every time he comes into the paint. And I feel like that's what they did. They got very physical. Mm -hmm. And I really think that it started to happen because you've got freshmen handling the ball. I think Calipari said after the game that the college habits have not kicked in yet. Yeah. And you really notice that because – and I had some film clips, and I'm, I'm, I'll finish it up tonight as far as Cats Illustrated goes. But how many times it's one on three, and, and, and Wagner and Dillingham, especially Wagner, gets in the paint, and he's just dropping his head and, yeah. and, and you know, trying to take shots when he's double teamed or triple teamed, he's getting hit. You know, he's got Mitchell and some guys. You know, the pick and pop was there all night, but it's like once they put the ball on the floor, they never looked up. And I think it's because they were harassed so much. I think they kind of hit the panic button, and I think it was a great game plan executed to the team. You bring up Justin Edwards. Um, I'm curious what you think his upside may be. I've talked to a scout, an NBA scout recently, and um, he said just his stock has dropped so much. He really hasn't improved in a year and a half. Uh, Do you think we see his minutes get cut soon? And do you see any upside or potential for him there that maybe we'll see something come out of him in the, you know, the rest of the season? Anna, if his minutes are not cut, then (laughs) then he, uh, he, (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it. Uh, <laughs> if, he, if he, if his minutes are, I, I, I wonder. There's a groundswell right now for a Dutiero to come back. Mm-hmm. Yes, and by the fans, and I wonder how much of that's got to do with a Dutiero, and how much of that's got to do with Justin Edwards. Hmm. And mm. and I, I'm just, I'm, I'm with you. I was asked a question by individual first of the year, like when DJ Wagner was struggling. And I said, look, you're three or four games in. Let the game come to him. He, he was wanting DJ on the bench then. I said, let it come to him. Well, I think John Calipari's been been more than, than patient um, um, about, um, um, you know, letting him play into himself, letting him gain confidence. I think he's been over backwards. And there comes a time you just got to cut bait, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and if it's not – you can't jeopardize your team. They're getting ready to play Tennessee and twice and Auburn and Alabama. Yeah. They're really starting to get into the gut of the schedule. And, I mean, you can't jeopardize games just because a guy struggling can build his confidence up. I mean, he's had, what, 20 games to do it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I, I'm like everybody else. I Right now, it's a offensively, he's a liability. Yeah, sure. absolutely. David Sisk with us, Cats Illustrated, Rivals Network. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Coach David Sisk. I promise you, uh, you will not regret it. Regret it. The amount of knowledge he has and his game breakdowns on Twitter are fantastic. Coach, a few more for you uh, before we let yeah. you go here. Um, defensively, you know that's been defense has been the buzzword uh, for the Cats, and and like you said, you know we we thought they you know the defense is bad, but you know what they fall out of bed, they score ninety points, uh, they'll be fine what exactly is it with this team that they're not grasping conceptually on the defensive side of things because they have the athleticism they have the speed they look like they have the strength to be a good defensive team and i'm you know again you know more than i do but i know youth has been an excuse but cal's had young teams in the past that defended like their hair's on fire what what exactly isn't clicking with this team on the defensive end because you see guys wide open from three under the basket all over the court all the time what are we missing here with this team defensively david you know you started this question with i think a a subject that you could have your own show on 
and that is, you know, people say, you know, well, Kentucky will be fine because they got such good offense. And my question is, okay, this is Kentucky basketball. What's your definition of fine? If, if you're <laughs> Vanderbilt, I mean, seriously, if you're yeah. Vanderbilt or somewhere and you're like, hey, you know, this offense is good enough for us to make it to the NCAA tournament, for us to make it through the first weekend or something. And I've asked people this, how far can Kentucky go and you consider it a successful season? Does it have to be a Final Four? Does it have to be a national championship? Because unless they people say fine, I'm like, okay, somewhere in March, Kentucky's going to run into a team like they ran into last night that's really physical. Mm-hmm. They defend. You don't shoot the ball well. And then you, count, you can't count on your defense, and then you go home early. And so who knows? It may happen the first weekend. It might happen Sweet 16. It might happen Elite Eight. So if they go to the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight, is that good enough? It is a lot of places. It's not at Kentucky. So I look at them and I say, it reminds me of the COVID year, the bad year when they had um, the next year once COVID kicked in, when they had the all-time worst team as far as the record goes. Right. But offensively, the IQ was so low. And you could tell early on, I mean, they don't even know how to reverse the ball instead of ball screen. <laughs> Obviously, this Kentucky team's on a different spectrum, the, the different end of it. But defensively, I look at some things, I'm going, the IQ's not very high. You look mm. at last night, they've got a guy, they, they switch on a guy on the out-of-bounds pass, and they leave him yeah. and go double a guy in the corner and leave a guy <laughs> underneath for the dunk. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I see ball screens, guys lined up on the same side as the screener. So a guy comes off the screen, he's got a wide-open layup. Ball watching's really bad. Just basic things that you say, okay, oh, you're a high school coach, and you get middle schoolers, and you spend your first year or so trying to teach. They play zone. You try to teach them how to play man to man, learn how to do that. Yeah, those are the common mistakes that they make. So, um, I mean, it is. And I've said this. They don't have to be great. They only have to be good. They don't have to shut people down. They don't have to be Houston. Or or, or or Rick Barnes's teams or somebody like that. But, you know, if they can give up 70, 75 points a game, then they're fine as much as they can score. They don't have to be great, but they've got to get it out of these busts and, and just these bad coverages and when they go brain dead on things, you know, for no rhyme or reason. So that's the things that I see mentally. It's not physical. Now, they're not strong physically, but they're lengthy you got the seven-footers can block shots. I yeah. think the posts give you more on the defensive end than they do the offensive end. But, uh, you know, you, you, they, they've got cerebrally and, and, and just the IQ part of it. They've got to get better. Last one for you, David Sisk. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Yeah. Uh, they go on the road. Uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas this weekend is going to be a similar, if even more of a raucous atmosphere than they've witnessed at Texas A&M, at South Carolina. Uh, I, we had good feelings about them when they went on the road and, and beat uh, Florida in a raucous environment. Now they've lost their last two in a row in the SEC on the road. How do you expect this team to respond? with what you've seen from this team so far this season. Uh, every time they've lost, they've seemed to have been able to bounce back and get a victory. Uh, do you think they'll be able to clean things up before they get to the, the Hogs on Saturday? Well, by the way, you're going to get to learn a lot more about Eric Musselman when he's the next coach at Louisville. I'll just leave it at that. Whoa! Whoa, well, how about but, that? Wow! But, um, um, you know, it's really weird. Arkansas beat Duke out there, and it's a tough place to play. Yeah. Then they've had other games that just look horrible. And, and I, I, I just keep thinking, 
You know, I, I think this is one of these deals where John Calipari kept saying, we'll learn. This is a great learning experience. It's a great learning experience. I think <laughs> it gets their attention that, no, you can't roll out of bed and score 90 and win. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you'll have that. Arkansas is going to be, you know, physical. I've watched them once or twice this year, but they have trouble scoring. But they're not as good defensively as they have been. So mm. uh, I, the games that I have circled on my schedule – like I said, they've got one at Auburn. They got two with Tennessee. You know, they got Alabama coming in, and I'm sure there's a couple other road games that'll be tough. But those are really the four. Yeah. The rest of the way that I got circled, I just don't think this is one of the years that they go to Arkansas and, and lose. Okay. Okay. I hope you're right, David. They need <laughs> to get that confidence back. All right. Enjoy your stuff. As I said, at Coach David Sisk on Twitter, please go follow him. Go to Cats Illustrated. Look up the stuff that he writes because it's dead on. It's like basketball crack for a basketball <laughs> junkie. Thank you, David. Have a great <laughs> afternoon. And, and by the way, and by the way, uh, uh, take care of Anna. She doesn't know this, but she's my celebrity crush. Oh, oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, we treat so her well flattered. here in the studio. I promise, David. We we take good care of her. Yeah, I can, I can brag to everybody that I, I spoke with her today. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Well, David, enjoy the rest of your day. We'll talk to you soon down the road, my friend. Thank you so okay, much. Yeah, th- thanks for having me. All right. David Sis there, Man, always great. He to, was great. I he's loved, always great. He answered one of my questions I was going to ask him, and he went ahead and answered it right before I asked. Um, I was going to ask him, you know, their, their failure to really guard the out of, under the basket out-of-bounds uh plays correctly what does that say as a larger part of the status of where things are in this program fundamentally and i love what he said because it makes me feel less crazy i'm like these are things you learn in middle school well he you're exactly right so okay so this is a great transition to not transition but addition okay so when he's talking about switching on defense and learning the two three zone and then you so basically i've been watching a lot of basketball here yeah throughout the years with with Kellen and, and Elliot Wyatt, okay? Mm-hmm. So, you know, th- he's exactly right because he knows he's a coach. But you start off with zone because zone's easy. Basically, just yeah. you go to a spot. Right. And this is your spot, and you hold your spot, and you hold your ground. Then when the ball moves around, you follow the ball around, and you have a new spot. You kind of follow these spots, right? Mm-hmm. You have a zone. That's why it's a zone. This is the zone that you protect. Right. And so Kellen's team, as it gets more advanced, they, they start playing more man-to-man. Mm-hmm. And they, their, their entire practice on Monday night, was just switching on defense. They practice how to switch on the man-to-man on defense. They switch for an hour and a half straight. That's all they did. Yeah. Was defense, 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 switch, switch, switch. And these are, you know, 11 or 12-year-old kids. Mm-hmm. The, the, these these guys are watching on, you know, for Kentucky. Yeah. Have been, you know, hopefully been doing this stuff even before they were 11 and 12 because they're, you know, they're Year basketball prodigies. All the time. Yeah. And, and you, but the, the fundamentals on defense are so atrocious, terrible, they're horrible, and like where to help? How do you not know where you're supposed to be? Yeah, exactly. How, you should have known that the first few days of practice. I like it's not hard, right? And, and to get beat, uh, just that second, you uh, Bob is what you call under the basket out of bounds that they got beat on. I mean, I just threw my phone down and just laughed. Yeah. Like, what are we watching? Yeah, like David what? has a he he highlighted that clip specifically on on his Twitter thread. Red. And the way he talks about it, the way he just explained it here on the mm-hmm. radio, it was like, 
That like how, how does that happen at this level? It's embarrassing. Yes. It's Im- and then the cow with cow being like, oh, they're gonna figure it out. This could be a great lesson that you gotta wake up and play. Like, why don't you take the reins on this and be like, your fundamentals suck. That's what we're gonna do in practice. Yeah. Now, you don't get to be in charge of your own destiny when you destiny when you decide you want to wake up and play and be embarrassed by a loss. How about no? You're gonna play the right way fundamentally. If not, you're not gonna play. Right. Exactly. You're in charge, cow. You're the coach. You're, you're the head in coach. charge. I, I think- what are you? doing i think he's felt with this team because we've seen him be over like overbearing on teams uh-huh. like i i think so the last, they're scared to shoot to where, yeah, exactly i think yeah. the last three seasons mm-hmm. dating back to that that brand, the bj boston season yeah. and then last season in the the in the season in between mm-hmm. i feel like he was too controlling yeah and it was what about weird things but about yeah, if you yeah. miss a shot which is normal so then you get in people's heads but not about Little details, like details like this, and this with this team, he's he's gone the exact opposite uh-huh. way. Because I think he he feels like okay, these are NBA caliber dudes. Yeah, uh, they you know they they do for the most part try. They don't pout. They don't you know he saw things that he's seen in his other teams. So he's okay. I'll kind of hang back on this a little bit. Yep. And I think last night it blew up in his face. Yeah. I think he was he's he's hung back too much, and then he got over. He tried to overcorrect himself, mm-hmm. and the the amount of change he made in the personnel throughout the game it was like what are you doing like okay like at some point you've got to stick with it the lineup it was manic like yeah, it, it was, was manic. a manic perfect, episode perfect Look, work what, for they it. can't they couldn't even take a breath and your lineup was changing how does that help anything at all anything right. at all if you're you're struggling with inconsistency I think they panicked and he panicked Absolutely, he did. And me and my dad, we had this conversation last night. You know, he, there's a lot. Obviously, Cal doesn't get where he is without being good at something. There's a lot he's good at, but he's not like a basketball IQ mm-hmm. genius. You know, sure, in yeah, terms I, of I X's and O's, everything. Um, I don't know. <laughs> and we know who is Kenny Payne. Kenny Payne. Uh, you know what I mean? Kenny so Payne. just like defer. Let somebody else do that. But let them do it. Right. Let John Welch draw up a play. Just to give you a few easy buckets, just get consistent with it. Have something you can lean back on. Sure. When you're in that panic mode and you can't score any points, let your freshmen relax so they know what they're doing and they're not busy trying to create with their heads down in the paint, can't even see what's going on. How about you do it that way and you know where your guy's going to be? So it doesn't matter if you look up or not you know where he's gonna be exactly because it's it, not that hard yeah I, I i agree i agree with you the justin edwards i'm glad you asked the question to you know a, a, so about bad. justin edwards because you know louis rabot our good friend lou lou the new, newsman lou was talking about this uh earlier today and last night he, he texted this to me he was like it feels like justin edwards is scal Oh yeah, yeah. Where yeah. That, I thought that was great because Scal came in; he was the number one recruit in the uh-huh. class. All these expectations, and it was like he'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. He came. He, he remember he had the pancake breakfast sleepover yep. uh-huh. at Cal's house. He's like, oh, Scal had a sleepover at Cal's house. He had pancakes, elevated pancakes. Things are going to be great. Things are going to be great. It just never, for whatever never reason, it never clicked with Scal. Yep. And I'm starting to now feel that way about Justin Edwards. Where it's, you know, at one point in the season. And, you know, Scout was minimal. Yeah. Like he, he like he he's like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna roll with Marcus Lee and Alex Poitras, and then I'll put him in when I can put him in. You have to. And I and I really did talk to one of my friends who's an NBA scout yeah. and just kind of ask him just, you know, generally things. And when he said that he has not improved in a year and a half, 
That's insane. Yeah, his minutes need to be cut. They need to be. I wonder what David was going to say when he was like, I know, I'm, uh, not like never, I'm not going to say it. We're like, say it. But say it, say it, David. <laughs> but yeah, because I think everybody feels that. Nothing against the kid. He seems like a nice kid mm-hmm. and, and and everything, but it's just, it just is not working. And Cal and, just lets that type of thing go on way too long. Way too, way too, because even at the game, he's like, it's going to click, it's going to click. Like, Cal, he doesn't need to play 23 minutes. <laughs> he doesn't need to play 23 minutes he played less he played he played more and I'm not defending Reed Shepard because he stunk too he was bad last night Reed Shepard played 15 minutes uh Onyenso played 10 Ivisic played 10 so he played more than Shepard Onyenso Ivisic he played more than Bradshaw the only players that played more minutes than him were Trey Mitchell DJ Wagner Antonio Reeves and Rob Dillingham that makes me so angry and there, there's like he doesn't defend well he doesn't he just rebound doesn't contribute well. anything. He, like his his numbers are, he had two points, two fouls, a turnover, no assists, no blocks, and two rebounds. That was his stat two line. Two points. He scored by he was two for two for, for from the free throw line. He took one shot. It wasn't even a field goal. It shot. was free throws. It was free throws. Like he he contributed like, nothing to the team. He didn't do in twenty three minutes. He was a zero. And I know the scouting report on him too has been he defers so much. Like, he does. He's not give me the ball in my hands. I'm going to make a play happen. I'm going to make something happen. That's who you want instead of Reed Shepard. He was supposed to be the Michael Kidd Gilchrist player that went in there. Played defense, rebounded, <laughs> hit the putbacks, got the dunks. You know, you didn't have to live on the outside of the perimeter. He he lived he lived dirty. He went in there and he did the dirty work. And heck? he's he's not been that at all. And no, I, no. I don't think I think. And I'm not trying to down the kid because, like I said, he's probably a really nice kid. Yeah. But he j- he 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 doesn't know the type of player that he is. And I don't know if people are trying to help him figure out the type of player right. he is. If that makes sense. No, it does seem like an identity issue. He doesn't know when to step in. What his role is on the team yeah clearly on either side of the the uh the court i can't believe those stats he only had two points at the free throw line two points and it was yeah he's two for two for the line and that's it those are the only the only time he, he shot the basketball he attempted one did he attempt one field goal one field goal he was zero for one the only points he got were at the foul line and a turnover and he had a turnover Two rebounds. Two rebounds. You can't go out there and not score. Like, what are you doing? And on out defense, there? he gets lost like everybody Just else. Running around. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Let's read some text here real quick before we take a break. We'll get Kendrick Haskins in here. Uh, texter, not just me, but the whole staff is saying, move it, move it, move it. <laughs> Wait, play that again. <laughs> not just me, but the whole staff is saying, move it, move it, move it. I like to move it. Move I like, like Maddie move Gascar. Move it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, hey, look, I know they were doing the, the, the coaches for cancer thing last night. I like the suits. I okay. like KP okay. and Nolan Smith in a suit. Okay. I, I thought they looked good. Yeah, it looks sharp. Uh, you know, a lot sharp. of our fans don't like the the jumper or whatever he wears. So yeah, I know they don't like really? that. He wears the same. <laughs> it's like a, is it like a quarter zip? It's like a quarter zip, but it's always it's zipped always all zipped all the way up, up to the, to the top. top. Kenny, relax, man. I know, it's like Kenny. Zip that a little quarter bit. inch, something. He's like Charlie Strong. Always wore, wore the long sleeve turtleneck. Yeah, it could have been a hundred degrees outside. Why? My man Chuck Strong got that. that of all things to wear, that would be the least. Uh, that would be my least favorite option. He was. I saw him on the sidelines. He was a uh, like a ops guy. For Alabama. Alabama, yeah, and I saw him on the sideline in the in the in the college football playoff game. He had the exact same thing, only like the the, the Alabama, version. yeah, the crimson version. He had the same thing on. What? Go ahead, James. I know you got a sound. Go ahead, let's hear it. Move it, move it, move it. <laughs> I like Twerk the move team. it, move it, move it. 
<laughs> Texture said, Sisk coming in hot today, calling Muscleman and firing on Anna. LOL. <laughs> Texture, was that a Sisk bomb? I don't know if it was a Sisk bomb or not, something. but he was he, he was like, hey, get ready for Muscleman at Louisville. We'll see. That would be my nightmare. Texture, <laughs> Baron Trump going to enroll at UofL. <laughs> He's like eight feet he's tall. He's six seven. He's huge. He's six seven. <laughs> he's I bet he sucks at basketball he's a too. Child. I think he's terrible. I'm trying everything. <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> Texter, don't think you could dog Edwards for no defense. Done of none of them play defense. No, I That's agree with that. It's not just the defense. It's that. Like okay, like Rob Dillingham does not play defense. No, he, he does. Like he 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 goes rogue. That is a great. He tries for to it. like steal the ball. Like ADHD all the time. is on ten. Yeah, exactly. Squirrel like doesn't know where he's like, supposed oh, to be. Get the ball. Where am I? Go for but the ball. But at least I like, I know he's going to score. Yeah. Like I know he's going to score. It, it's same thing with DJ Wagner. Like I know he'll score. He'll get assists and stuff like that. But my my beef with Justin Edwards not really a beef of mine. My critique of Justin Edwards is okay. You can't score the basketball. You got to find something. There's else nothing to, to do. balance out the bad. Exactly. There's with, nothing productive when he's in. He does nothing productive. Like Aaron Bradshaw doesn't facilitate. He had, eight, he had eight rebounds last night. Yeah. That'd be at least. I mean, that's something. That that's something. Trey, Trey Mitchell had 13 points and five rebounds. Like everybody except for Reed, again, Reed Shepard stunk last night. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna. I'm not gonna. Pat, Pat Reed Shepard's booty on this. He stunk. Um, I saw this tweet. It was like, I don't know whether this is Jeff or Stacy, but it needs to stop. It needs to change. There are no heroes in this. <laughs> there we were no know. heroes last night. Texter, Cal subs too much and too often. Yeah. Needs to give them time to get in the flow. Last night, he was not letting them in the flow. Absolutely. Uh, Texter, to me, the problem is Antonio Reeves guarding the ball. He's trying to take away the corner pass and not the pass underneath the basket. I think you fix it really quickly by having him shade the lane side. Antonio Reeves' forte has never been defense. No, he has gotten a lot better, though. I will say that. I will give him that credit. He's gotten quicker, and he, he has gotten better. Um, he's been, he's not losing his man as much, yeah. But still, when that's your better offensive guy, I mean, defensive guy in the backcourt, Wolf. Yeah, yeah. if Antonio Reeves is like, and I agree with that texture, if he's, you know, he defends pretty well, but if, if it's that easy of a fix, why can't everybody else do that? You touched on something. <laughs> <laughs> the last text we'll take a break none of the cats were opening their hips on defense Jack Grossman was Jack Grossman was right <laughs> you're damn right he was he's a basketball Benny Jack's always right <laughs> the text last week that killed me <laughs> when's the last time Jack opened his hips <laughs> hello ladies that, hello ladies that killed me alright let's take a break we'll get Kendrick Haskins from wave three in uh, hey the playoffs are, are uh, look they're in their final phase of the NFL playoffs this weekend is Championship Sunday, AFC Championship. You've got the Baltimore Ravens. They're welcoming in the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions are headed out to the Bay Area to take on San Francisco 49ers. Go to DraftKings and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code WHB. Why? Because they're official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. And they're going to help you make the playoffs even more electrifying than they would be normally. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. And it's not just NFL football when it comes to DraftKings. I mean, there's a big college basketball game tonight. Auburn and Alabama are playing. That's a big one. Go check out what they have uh, in store for you there. They have those same game parlays. They get those player props, all that stuff. Plus, everyone gets a no-sweat same game parlay for every 
playoff game. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code WHBE. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code WHBE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus, physically present in Kentucky. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Opt-in required. One no-sweat token issued per eligible day after opt-in. No-sweat bonus bet issued based on amount of losing qualifying bet. Eligibility, max reward limits, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms.